0: Welcome to the Coach & Doc Podcast, hosted by Coach Chris Cutcliffe and Dr. Hunter Taylor.
1: Our mission is to seek wisdom and share wisdom from the best of the best in the coaching profession.
0: If you'd like to learn more about the work we do at Coach & Doc, please visit our website, www.coachanddoc.com.
1: Thank you so much for joining us on the Coach & Doc Podcast. Our next guest is Beth McCall. Beth is a board-certified specialist in sports dietetics and currently serves as the Director of Sports Nutrition for Duke University, where she began the school's first-ever Sports Nutrition Department in May 2017. In this role, she is responsible for planning, developing, implementing, and managing all performance and clinical nutrition services provided to student-athletes, representing all varsity athletic teams. Beth provides individual as well as team nutrition education and counseling to enhance the health and performance of all athletes. She also coordinates meals, snacks, and competition fueling for all competitions. Beth serves as a founding member of the Duke Integrative Performance Excellence Group, through which she coordinates with a multi- multidisciplinary team to service all of the health, wellness, and performance needs of all student-athletes through a well-rounded approach. Beth, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: So could you give our listeners just a quick overview of what a typical week in the life of a director of sports nutrition looks like?
2: Yeah, that's always a tricky question because every week is so different. So I wouldn't say there's necessarily a typical week, but I also think that's one of the reasons why I love my job so much that every, every week is different. So um, my weeks really depend on the time of year um, and what teams are in season, um, what teams I'm primarily working with at that time. Um, So any day could look like practice coverage, like today, for example, was out on the field uh, during spring ball in the morning. We've got pre-practice hydration starting us off in the morning. Then we're on the field for practice. We have recovery set up post-practice. And then I could jump from practice maybe to some individual consults or team education, uh, menu planning for teams that are traveling, um, and then maybe a game coverage in the evening for a different sport um while in the middle of that as the director there's also a lot of administrative roles to carry out um and i have a staff that i oversee so i meet with them frequently and check in on how they're doing with their team so it's a little bit of all over the place but um that's kind of a typical week or a day in a nutshell
0: yeah so you have no free time then Um,
2: (laughs) 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 kind of ways to fit it
0: in (laughs) (laughs) um well first off best you know, it's so nice to get a chance to meet you. This is a very pro-Duke podcast, if you, if you, if you already knew. Um, mm-hmm. uh, now, here, here's something that a lot of times Chris and I will kind of challenge ourselves to answer this question mm-hmm. whenever we're thinking through new creative uh, ways to add on to his program is, uh, does this answer the question, how does this help us win? Mm-hmm. And a student athlete needs to be able to to know that that question's answered too, and so if a team's going to adopt a nutrition plan over a calendar year or a team has the finances to actually have a director of nutrition like like yourself, how does this help us win games? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, I might be biased since nutrition is my profession. That's what I do in day in, day out. But um, there's actually a variety of, of answers to that question and, and ways that a solid nutrition plan throughout the entire year can help a team win more games, um, as well as win in health and in life. Um, so if you think about it, nutrition is something that every every human being from um young until old, um, athlete or not needs to needs to focus on for health. Um, so if we don't have our health, how can we perform on the field? Um, so that's kind of the core. Uh, but then performance nutrition, which is another layer, um, can either positively or negatively impact training and recovery if focused on or not. So um, if f- proper nutrition is focused on, then it can enhance training, recovery, Um, it can delay fatigue, allow athletes to train longer. It can decrease their risk for injury, um, improve body composition and strength. Um, all of those things compiled together can ultimately translate to winning more games.
0: While these podcasts are a blast to make, they're also a lot of work. And we want to thank BSN Sports and Endurance Therapy for sponsoring this series. With a promise to provide real solutions that make a difference to your budget, your athletes, and your peace of mind, check out BSN Sports at bsnsports.com.
1: And having seen my players get treated by Endurance Physical Therapy, I greatly appreciate the hands on personalized treatment their staff offers to patients, giving them the comfort they deserve while they're healing. Please check them out today at endurancetherapy.com. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. That's awesome. So Hunter and I have done a lot of research on thick institutions. And so one characteristic of a thick institution is it, it leaves its members better off long after they are no longer a part of of that program or that institution. So could you talk about how your area of expertise can benefit a student athlete's life long after they're done competing for the Blue Devils?
2: Absolutely. Um, That's a huge reason why I love the college population so much, because I'm in a great position to be able to impact health of young adults um, at such a vital um, and pivotal time of their lives. Um, So I think some of that kind of builds off what I just talked about, about like my area really impacts health, um, and they're going to need that health long after they're an athlete. Um, So we not only focus on educating how do you utilize nutrition to perform well in your sport here and now. Um, But we also educate on life skills. So we do a lot of grocery store tours, cooking classes, um, teach them how to meal plan on a budget. Um, Any form of healthy lifestyle skill that they can utilize here in college, but then also use once they're once they're gone um, is a huge passion of mine and a huge area that we've established um, since we've been at Duke. Um, and ironically enough, um, with this question, we're planning our very first, um, senior athlete eg- exit workshop for the end of next month, where myself, um, staff from sport performance and staff from sports psychology are going to get together, um, and do a night where we just provide these athletes with some very baseline education on what to do when you're transitioning from being a highly competitive collegiate athlete to then most of them going and starting to, um, just becoming quote unquote normal human, um, not training as, as elite any longer. So I think that that, um, if we can really turn that program into something big, I think that could be huge in helping, um, carry our areas throughout, um, their lifetime long after Duke.
0: That's really cool. Uh, well, Beth, we love also asking about, you know, mentors and how certain mm-hmm. people maybe helped, you know, get you into your platform or piqued your current interest. So, you know, basically, who who did pique your interest in nutrition, and if you can, kind of tell like your path to Duke for for those that uh, listen to this and they're like, I'd love to get into this. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so I've had many awesome mentors along the way, but most definitely the most significant one came when I was a junior in college. I was actually an athlete myself. I was running cross country and track at Tennessee Tech University. Um, and I wasn't nutrition student um, at the time, but I didn't know what area I wanted to go into. Um, started to apply what I was learning as nutri- from nutrition to myself as an athlete, um, and then really just did some self-research. Learned about an organization called the Collegiate and Professional Sports Dietitians Association, which was only in its second year um, as a membership group at the time. Um, Jumped on a plane as a junior in college, went down to Florida to their conference, not knowing anyone, ended up connecting with um, the dietitian who was at University of Tennessee at the time. Um, And and at that time, she was only one of 12 full-time dietitians in in the NCAA. Um, And that wasn't all that long ago. So we've grown immensely since then. Um, But she was phenomenal, offered me an opportunity to come intern with her if I was able to. Um, And although UT wasn't particularly close to my school, I jumped on the opportunity um, and would drive out Monday nights after cross country practice, stay in Knoxville for the night, work all day Tuesday, drive back in time for practice. Um, And I haven't looked back from sports nutrition since then. So um, she was definitely my first mentor and um, is still a great friend to this day and really who set me on the path to, to where I am today. Um, And then from that internship, after I graduated undergrad, um, I went on to Florida State to get my master's and complete my dietetic internship. Got to work in the sports nutrition department there as a grad student. Um, And then two years at Florida State, hopped the country to uh, California, um, was hired on as the performance nutrition coordinator at UCLA, um, and then was elevated to director of performance nutrition. Um, And then from there, I jumped back to the opposite side of the country, came here to Duke, um, and started the first program, um, at Duke in 2017. You're not that old, are you? Nope. No, I, I just, I knew I got into it pretty quickly. Um, I knew what I wanted to do after that experience in college and just kept seeking out opportunities. And, um, I mean, I got into it at the perfect time. I got in right before we really kind of skyrocketed as a profession. So that helped for sure.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, that's a great story. So, uh, when a new coach comes on board at Duke, what steps do you take to integrate sports nutrition as an important part of their new program?
2: Yeah, I think I think that's a great question, and and I think about what I did when I was new, the newbie jumping on staff too, and um, kind of vice versa. Um, when I needed to get to know coaches, uh, when a new coach joins our staff, I first and foremost like to start just getting to know them, building a relationship. Um, I'm an extremely relational person, firm believer in the, the saying that's, that goes, they won't know how much you care until, or they won't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Um, I think that can apply to athletes, coaches, the rest of the staff that I work with, my own staff that I lead. Um, So first and foremost, just getting to know what matters to them in the process of building their program, Um, and then how can our services fit them? Obviously, I know I have my own preferred methods and programming styles, but um, I also want to approach every team and every coach with a flexible mentality because everyone functions differently. Um, So getting to know where they're at and how I can come in and help. That's
0: awesome. Well, Beth, a lot of our listeners are also high school coaches. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have the resources that a place like Duke has. So what advice would you give a high school coach about incorporating sports nutrition into their reperto- into their repertoire and also like are there any sites they can visit where well, you can still get a quality resource uh but it's low cost or or even free.
2: Yeah. I think a great way to start is looking in your area um, for any sports dietitians that are around, whether they're in private practice or at a university such as myself. I've definitely had um, coaches reach out in the area just to, you know, see if maybe I can come talk to their team or if I have any insight to that that regard. Um, We're pretty willing to help group. Um, We just love athletes being educated. So I think that's a great way to start, just reach out to people in your area. Um, and see what they offer and or see if they have any recommendations uh, for someone in the area who could help them out Um, as far as low cost resources and websites to check out um, CPSDA, the organization that I mentioned um, has a ton of free um, Like downloadable resources as well as that's an entire that's a great place to start to look for a dietitian because our entire database of collegiate and professional sports dietitians is up there and shows where we're located. Um, And then also there's a a group called My My Sports RD, Um, and he's based out of New Orleans, but has grown, has a lot of dietitians on his staff, and he focuses specifically on high schools. So he's got a lot of free, low-cost resources, all the way up to high schools can buy into big programs. So I think that's a great resource, too.
1: Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. That's that's great. I know a lot of people listening will be very interested in that. So um, this has been great. And we want to finish with a little kind of rapid fire closing round that we like to to finish with. So I'm going to ask a few questions and you say the first thing that comes into your mind, just quick answers and we'll work our way down. All right. Got it. <laughs> All right. What was the last book you read?
2: Mind Gut Connection.
1: All right. The athlete you've worked with most dedicated to sports nutrition.
2: Not a lot, but the first one that comes to my mind is Trey Hornbuckle, played D-line here for us at Duke.
1: The team you're expecting to see big things out of in the near future.
2: Got to say it, Duke football, we're in the middle of spring ball right now. and I'm liking what I'm seeing.
1: Favorite game you've been to in your time at Duke?
2: Oof. Um, I would say our baseball regionals, my first year here in Athens, Georgia. It was an awesome comeback win after like a six hour rain delay. Um, and we went to our first super regionals ever.
1: Best place to eat in Durham? Mm.
2: Too many. Um, I'd say Luna downtown
1: Awesome Thank you so much Beth We've really enjoyed it It's been fun yeah. yeah Thanks so much Beth
2: This was great Thank you
0: Thank you so much For listening to the Coach and Doc podcast uh, We know there are A lot of podcasts out there So we're grateful That you chose ours If you'd like to learn more About the work that we do Please visit our website It is at Coachanddoc.com Thanks again